about an hour and 20 minute long meeting last night. Now when Alderwoman Turner uh, shared with me, she thought it was going to be um, 20 minutes. Yeah, a shorter meeting. I was thinking like 20 to 30 minutes. That's fine. Yeah. Well, I'll take an hour and 20 versus five hours. Yeah. <laughs> What's the last five hour meeting? Has there been one in oh, yeah. Um, gosh, what was it? Uh, earlier this year, uh, they were dealing a lot with the budget. Uh, and I think they also had to deal with like zoning. Anytime zoning's in there, um, it just takes forever. Yeah. Um, so a lot of that, we uh, unless it's a, a very controversial zoning issue that's <laughs> oh. impacting a lot of the city, then uh, uh, we'll, we'll highlight that. But a lot of times, I try to skip past a bunch of that because it's like say. you know a neighbor complaining about a neighbor's fence line or something. Uh, so. I know five hours. Yeah. Um, so last night, you know, there wasn't a whole bunch of like official business, like ordinances that they had to pass um, or debate because a lot of them were on consent agenda. Uh, and just a refresh for people, um, every Tuesday, city council meets. It's either a full city council meeting where they have final action or it's a committee of the whole meeting where they go through some of the uh, ordinances on first reading. They debate them. They discuss them. Uh, and they determine whether it's going to be on the debate agenda for final passage or if it's going to be lumped in with a bunch of other non-controversial agenda items on the consent agenda. So those are the two types of meetings we cover here with the Council Roundup. Uh, another meeting that uh, is typically public um, and have been public meetings uh, before this uh, pandemic kicked in, causing virtual meetings to essentially take place, um, those are the utility meetings. And that deals a lot with CWLP. Uh, they've uh, been having these once every quarter uh, where they, you know, those can go on for a long time because uh, they're talking about CWLP and the coal-fired power plants, and there's a lot of opposition about the coal-fired power plants and whether we should, uh, you know, decommission those and turn them down and shut them down and so on. Uh, so those meetings are typically once every quarter. Uh, I can't remember when the last meeting they had was, but uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath last night, he he wanted to make sure that they do have a utility meeting and that it's done uh, in a way that, well, it can actually be conducive to include the public. It's not effective enough. This is tough enough with this Zoom we're doing now, but we need to discuss. There's some tough issues that we need to talk about. And uh, uh, Doug Brown suggested that we do have a meeting. So we're going to, Alderman Turner and I decided to uh, ask to have that set up. So looks like they could possibly be doing that um, at Lincoln Library, for instance, uh, if indeed they do get that ultimately set up to have some kind of uh, public gathering where they can have social distancing recognized and uh, still be able to get some of those public comments. It's probably we heard a little bit about this, the the problems with the uh, the limits on uh, how many people can be in one place uh, when we talked to the mayor yesterday, Chris, um, when it comes to like executive session. Right. Because executive session is when they have to deal with, like, say, a lawsuit or a personnel issue. Those aren't necessarily going to be public conversations. So they go behind closed doors to have those conversations. I don't think they've had one of those officially um, since this pandemic started. Right. Uh, they thought they were going to have one last night. Uh, not to my knowledge, that did not happen uh, last night. So uh, we may hear from the mayor a little bit later on from last night's meeting talking about how uh, he's looking for the state. To maybe ease some restrictions. Uh, so we'll hear that coming up. Uh, also, we're going to hear a lot about what Alderman Ralph Hanauer uh, started with last night uh, after they got done with all their official business about 15 minutes into the meeting. 
Uh, it was time for uh, new and unfinished business, and uh, Alderman Hanauer um, got everybody started. Yeah, two uh, rallies downtown. Um, they just showed Springfield does it right, and they did it right, and our uh, police force uh, did it right. So um, we're, I, I feel like it shows that we're better than some of the other cities and some of the stuff that, are, that has gone on. So he began the conversation. Uh, that includes reaction from Alderman Sean Gregory, Alderwoman Doris Turner, the mayor, Alderwoman Connolly, Alderman uh, Donnellan, and even Alderman McMiniman jumping into the conversation as well. Uh, plus, we will hear from an impassioned police chief, Kenny Winslow, uh, reacting to not just the success of the protests, but also some of the criticism uh, that has been leveled against the Springfield Police Department. So uh, you're not going to want to miss that. It's going to be later on in the council roundup. So stay tuned. With News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. So a lot of conversation last night about uh, unrest, protests, how the city of Springfield handled handled itself and really um, all around uh, thumbs up uh, when it comes to recent protests in the capital city. Um, So we've got, of course, civic leaders uh, highlighting how it's done right in Springfield um, and how there's still some things underneath the surface that need to be addressed. Here is uh, Alderman Sean Gregory talking about tensions and also being critical of some city officials who did not show up to protests. We blocked off City Hall instead of you, Chief, and everybody else who's part of this city because we are all citizens. Get on some shorts and get your butts out here with everybody else. That's what everybody else should have done because what will change your life and change what this is all about is getting down on the hot pavement for eight minutes with nobody on you, with your hands behind your back, and see how that feels with nothing or nobody on you, let alone four guys or whatever it is. It was one of the um, demonstrations that was done uh, at the protest Monday. Uh, people literally laid in the middle of Second uh, Street uh, on the on the on the ground, mm-hmm. face down, with their hands behind their backs, um, to resemble what happened to George Floyd at the hands of that Minneapolis police officer um, just before he died. So he continues uh, to talk about um, uh, why it's important that he's on the council and why uh, it's important that Alderwoman Doris Turner are on the council. Not very many cities around this country got somebody like us that have walked and lived it and still living it right now, to this day. I love y'all, man. Let's let's. I don't I don't want to turn this into that, and everything else that that whatever. We're gonna deal with those things, and it's gonna. It is what it is, but we have to fix it and we have to move on because it did rear its ugly head. I didn't ask for this. Now um, he says it's time to put these protests and uh, the messages from the protests into action. But as far as our city and what we need to do. I'm fired up to do it, and we're going to get it done. And, and and I love everybody, no matter what conversations we have to have. We're going to have them, and we're going to have some understandings, and we're going to move on. It is what it is. We have to govern. we got a city to run, period. Mayor Jim Langfelder responding. Well, we appreciate you uh, sharing that, and we love you, too. I think that's something we can all say to each other more. Yeah. I love you, Chris. 
I love you too, Greg. And I love every listener out there. We need to hear more of that. Um, and especially God, with the debates that happen on Facebook and whatnot. I know. I, t- I, d- <laughs> I just I can't do it. I, I, I don't even, I don't comment on Facebook stuff anymore. I just don't. I haven't for years. Uh, I used to get into, you know, the dragged out fights on Facebook with debates, and I'm just done with it. I, yeah. You know, that, I don't need that in my life. I don't need to have to check it all the time. I'd much rather just tell everybody that I love them. Right. We need more of that message. We, need, we do need that. Uh, here's Alderwoman uh, Conley uh, talking about some of her feelings after seeing all that's transpired in the uh, past uh, 48 hours, 72. Actually, since the past week, because Floyd's been dead for more than a week now. I have to tell you, I was so deeply moved um, watching the young the young people and hearing the young voices speaking from the steps of our Capitol yesterday. Um, I learned again. I, I you can't hear these messages enough, and I'm sorry you have to say them over and over. But we are listening. More from Alderwoman Conley. Oh, I, I have. I've, I just recently passed my one year anniversary of being seated. And, and to this council, I, I thank you for everyone's guidance, for your support. And, and I hope that we can all you know, work together for something that, that makes incremental progress. Because we, we can get there. We can get there. Uh, there's no question. and It's uh, going to have yeah. to come from a place of understanding and, and listening to people. Not just those who've been around for a long time, but as Alderman Donilon, uh highlights, we have to listen to the younger generation as well. You can learn a lot from the youth of, of, of uh, our, our city. And I'm so proud of the individuals that organized the rally yesterday. And, and I just hope that what was being said was, is actually heard. Coming back, uh, we'll hear from Alderwoman Turner. We'll also hear from Alderman McMiniman. And then we'll get to uh, Police Chief Kenny Winslow uh, reacting to the protests, reacting to criticism, and giving an impassioned speech as to uh, what he plans to do uh, in order to address uh, various questions. The pressure is going to be on these community leaders because as we press Chadwick for a little bit in the interview at 640, they're not even really sure where to start, you know, on all this stuff. You know, know, it's going to have to get started from our community leaders, and they're going to have to figure out a way to make people feel like their voices are heard. Absolutely. And that's going to be tough. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin Hart. We do not have the second half of the council roundup, unfortunately. We apologize for this, but we are going to give you the audio of the council meeting. The first one is comments by Doris Turner. Then after that, we will have Kenny Winslow. I hate to even have this conversation because, dialogue, because last time I had this conversation, I had to have added security at my house. So hopefully that won't happen again and we can can talk about it without additional drama. But... Uh, I, I really, there definitely has to be a concerted effort and a dialogue with everyone about the culture that exists in the city of Springfield. I know that um, people want to say, well, I, I, you know, you, you would not believe how many, you know, phone calls and text messages and those kinds of things that I, that I got and Alderman Gregory got after this whole thing happened. And that's fine and that's good. But, you know, I will just repeat what I said earlier. It takes everybody to stand up and say, this is wrong. It's not going to be tolerated and we have to do better as a city. 
because, um, you know, I will continue to say that silence to me uh, denotes tolerance and that you think that everything is, is okay and it's, and it's not okay. Um, we were, uh, and thank you, Alderman Hanauer, for bringing up the two um, actions that the city had because they really were a clear difference between what we saw down on the Capitol the last few Saturdays. There were 3,000 cars and probably 10,000 people that gathered downtown on Sunday. And it was very organized, very peaceful, and it was very multi-generational, it was very multicultural, and uh, really depicted how people were feeling about what was going on in our nation at this point in time. And then on uh, Monday, we had another action where there were a thousand people that gathered on the Capitol steps. And, and I really think that everyone should take note of that, of that action because it was <coughs> organized by three teenagers, uh, a student from Lamphere, I think two students from Lamphere, a student from Southeast. Three teenagers pulled that together and it was very organized. It was, uh, you know, there was no hate speech. There were no swastikas. There was no profanity. None of that. And, it, and again, it was very multicultural, very multi-generational. Um, so when we can have people come together like that to say they, they understand that there needs to be a cultural change in this city, I, don't, I think that it's really incumbent upon all of us as elected officials to stand up and say we understand and know that there needs to be a cultural change in, the, in this city. Um, and I, I hope that, um, you know, I, I hope that my fellow colleagues on, on the council will join Alderman Gregory and I when we, when we stand up, when we stand up and say that. Um, I know that it's difficult. I know that it's uncomfortable. I know that people, um, you know, for some it, it's difficult to get out of that comfort zone, but until we do that, Nothing is ever, ever going to change. I, I you know, I, I, when I see, you know, you have to understand that what we're seeing in this country now, and, and I'm not trying to make a, a speech, but I think you have to understand that what we're seeing in this country today is the uprising of a generational rage that has been, that people have been holding in, and you just can't continue to see these types of inequities, you know, continue to happen over and over and over again until people feel that they have to speak out because nobody is hearing when when people when when people die in the street for no reason other than they're African American and 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 no one actually steps up and does anything, you can't expect people to continue to experience that and not feel some kind of outrage that's going to bubble over. And, and I'm really trying to do a, a cautionary tale because in the city of Springfield, and I love Springfield. I, I've lived in Springfield my whole life. I've raised, I, you know, I've raised my family here. You know, my, my grandchildren are here. But I really would do a cautionary tale because even though we don't have people dying in the street, we don't have, but we have problems. 
we have problems here. We have problems within our police department here. And it's not a stretch to say that some of the things that you are seeing on, uh, on the media, on the news, some of those things are happening in our city. It just doesn't get played out in the media. There are so many things that happen in this city that don't get played out on the media. And I'm really afraid that if we don't stand up and take, take control and take some kind of action, the next activity is not gonna be as pleasant as the ones over, over the weekend. Um, you know, the other thing that I, I was really disappointed in was the way that the media handled it. There was a lot of misinformation that was that was put out by the mainstream media. There was a lot of, of fear mongering. There was a lot of of anxiety that that residents had that was so totally unnecessary. I, on um, Monday, my phone was ringing off the hook. People and uh, texting and emailing. There's a there's a big crowd at Lanphier High School. They bust all these people in. They're going to leave there and they're going to march downtown and they're going to loot and they're going to do this and that. Well, it was the graduation. That's what was happening. It was graduation. And and then you know you had the whole thing about dicks. You know there was all this looting and, and everything. And it and and you know we found out that that was incorrect. And Channel 20 actually would not correct that until the mayor asked them to. So, you know, and then people have all this, all this anxiety because, and then when you see what happens with that is then when you see three young men walking down the street, going home, then that becomes a threat. People perceive that as a threat and it turns ugly very quickly. So we, you know, we have to do better. And I'm just asking my fellow council members to join Alderman Gregory in that clarion call to say, we we have to do better and we're going to do better and we're gonna do better together. Amen. Here is Police Chief Kenny Winslow. No, I would just like to echo a lot that's been said tonight and that we're in our third 24 hour cycle. Uh, as far as everything that's going around the country, we're obviously monitoring that. We're working with our federal and state partners to uh, gather as much intelligence as possible and to vet that intelligence, it takes a while. And when we talk about social media and we talk about people putting stuff out there, uh, sometimes it's put out there out of concern. Sometimes it's, it's their way of sharing stuff versus calling us with it. But when you put that out there, it gets spread and maybe gets taken out of context. And then we have to take all that information and then vet it, track it down, and it takes time. What we've done at the Springfield Police Department with our law enforcement partners is put together an operations plan a backup operations plan, and a backup operations plan. We have an operations plan that can be extended up to indefinitely if that's what this takes. Um, but we have to be prepared for anything and everything that can come to us. And I've heard, I've had people ask me, you know, well, not a whole lot happened here. Why not? Is that because uh, uh, what reasons? Well, it's a combination of things. It comes down to one, our community and the people who live in our community. We have a strong community. For all of our faults, we have a strong community. Uh, the second thing it comes down to is the organizers who have prepared some of these demonstrations. The third thing it comes down to is law enforcement's pre-planning and our ability to put plans into place to prevent things from occurring. We know we adverted several things, and uh, that comes from planning. That comes from resources. We are a community-rich community resource. I should say we are a community that is rich with resources. And that goes back to our law enforcement partners. 
And it doesn't matter whether it's the state police, the federal uh, agencies, the FBI, DEA, the donor hole community, Sagamon County Sheriff's Office, Jerome, Leland Grove, Chatham, Sherman, Loami. Um, we had so many people who've been helping us over the last 48 hours or more as we prepare. Again, we have to have contingency plans. I hope that this operation goes off as the way it's been going. I think it will because of our community. I think it will. But we have to be prepared. I would rather have board officers out there getting paid to sit and do nothing other than monitor something versus having to go out there and see what we see what's going on around our country right now. So with that said, we've had more than 20 incidents that have risen over the last 48 hours of vandalism, graffiti, broken business windows, burglaries to commercial businesses, cars stolen, car windows broken out. Uh, but in light of everything else, that's pretty good. And then people are like, is it related to the protesters? I can tell you some of the graffiti has been related to protesters, not much of it. And I'm not going to say it's the whole protest. It's people who break off from it and do their own thing. Because for, for the foremost part of it, these protests have been handled extremely well. The organizers have done a good job. And I know for a fact that people that are in the protest have also helped police the people that are there. So it's good. It's good. People get to go out. They get to hear, uh, express themselves, express their constitutional rights. As I've said all along, our job on these protests is nothing more than public safety and maintain the peace. That's all it's about. I've been saying that for over a month now, and that's what it's about. And that's what we saw this week. Um, with that, we still have resources that will be deployed throughout however long we need it. And uh, we will continue that. Um, we will continue to monitor things as we go throughout the next 24 hours, and then we'll reevaluate tomorrow for the next 24 hours. And that's how we do things in law enforcement. It's all about planning. There's been a lot of things said here tonight, and uh, I debated whether I was going to say anything. And first and foremost, I stand here as a Christian with the Lord, my Savior. But it hurts when I hear a lot of the stuff that's been spread through the media, spread by some of us sitting around here. I'm a sinner. Every one of us are sinners. But with that said, we're not perfect. Our community's not perfect. But we're damn good. And with that said, we have a damn good police department. I know we're not perfect. We handle issues when they come up and we deal with them. And what happened in Minnesota since last freaking Monday, things we don't put out in the media, we have met with our officers. We have sat down and watched the videos. We have sat down and talked with them. And it's still going on because we haven't got through everybody. We have put out training to ensure something like this doesn't happen here. Because you know what? All my officers are mad too. You know why? Because it takes us back so far of all the stuff we have tried to do over the last freaking seven years of my being chief, and even before me, the other chiefs, we have a good department. We're not perfect. We make mistakes, and we own up our damn mistakes. Excuse my language, I shouldn't have said that. But we own up to it, and we take our lumps and we move on. There's personal matters that I cannot talk about in public. But as I told some of the media last night, I'm proud of our department. We are a leader in this state. The state of Illinois is a leader in the country. When it comes to progressiveness, progressiveness and transparency, I fired three guys since I've been the chief of police, and it ain't easy, and it ain't fun, but it's part of the job, and I'll do it again if I have to. 
if the, if, the, if the case rises to that, that's what will happen. But my officers have rights as well. With that said, no one, and let me make this straight and clear so everybody knows where the hell I stand on this. What happened in Minnesota was wrong. The officials there moved faster than anybody I have ever seen in my life to fire four people within 48 hours and then arrest somebody within 72 hours. They're doing the right things up there. Justice will be held there. I'm sure that gentleman's going to jail. And then the other three, I'm sure there'll be charges forthcoming. But we got to give them an opportunity. And I pray it doesn't happen here. And that's why you train and you train and you train. And people ask, what, what do you do, Trudeau? Well, we train on de-escalation multiple times a year. We train on human rights, constitutional law, constitutional policing. We do things, but we still make mistakes because we're all sinners. And then we hold our people accountable. And that's what we will do here. And the actions of one officer, I don't know how many miles away, taints the rest of us in law enforcement across this nation. And that's the message that we deliver to our troops. Watch what you do out there. Be cognizant. Because one thing you do can ruin it for the rest of us. But it's going to happen. We're going to make mistakes because we're not perfect. We're not robots. We're not, and neither none of you. Additionally, what my officer said and typed on social media was 100% wrong. I called Alderman Gregory. I spoke to him. I spoke to Alderman Turner. And if you, on behalf of the men and women of the Springfield Police Department, I'll say it here. I'm deeply sorry for what my officer did. He messed up, and I will hold him accountable. He messed up. He shouldn't have said what he said. And it will be dealt with, and I won't talk any more about that personnel issue the rest of the time. Again, Alderman Gregory, I've known you for a long time. On behalf of the Springfield Police Department, and I hope you accept it, I'm sorry. Alderman Turner, I've known you for an even longer time probably. And on behalf of the Springfield Police Department, I am sorry. We will move forward. We will get through this. And the day that we can't get through this is the day I'll step down. So with that, thank you.